Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Los Angeles 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. And then we broke down all 24 episodes of the spinoff, The Golden Palace, but we ran out of those episodes too. So now we're continuing our GG fandom with these special episodes called Beyond the Golden Girls. Yes, Beyond the Golden Girls. It actually sounds like a soap opera. <laughs> it does. Uh, yes, Next time does. on Beyond, Beyond the, Golden, the Girls. Golden Girls. Wind and hair, wind and hair, ocean, ocean waves. <laughs> I'm your wife and also your sister. It kind of uh, reminds me of that Melrose episode, <laughs> Melrose Place episode, where they revealed the hair. Do you remember that one? Yes, where, I do where remember Marsh, that. Is it Marsh? Not Marsha Clark. What's her name? Marsha. I forget that actress's name, but she took her hair wig off and everyone, it killed me. It was a bit. It was a very famous moment. I didn't really watch the show, but I know the moment. Beyond the Golden Girls, guys, we are breaking down all of the film and TV projects that B, Betty, Estelle, and Rue did in the years following the Golden Girls. Although and- I will say, we've gotten a lot of messages of people begging, begging us to do also include before the Golden Girls. So I'm just, we might have to add something to our list of things to watch. Okay, well, let's one one day at a time, everybody. <laughs> oh, we could do one day at a time. Yeah. Um, no. So um, we thought, and actually, this was your idea. This mm. very first project that we're going to talk about. Why don't you mention, like, how were you? <clears throat> why don't you introduce this one? Okay. So, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know about this. Yeah, I knew it existed, and and I I didn't know in what capacity because I remember watching it as a kid, but. When I watched it just a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, my God, there was a Golden Girls reunion, but it never registered in my head. So we've been teasing these past few episodes that there's like there was actually a Golden Girls reunion. And for most of the girls, it's more like a Golden Palace reunion because on the John Larroquette show, which was a show that ran from 93 to 96, I believe. Right. I forget. Um, uh, it ran. It ran. Yeah. 93 to 96 aired yeah. for four seasons on NBC. Yeah. And it. They the three of the girls, Betty White, Estelle Getty, and Rue McClanahan, came and did a guest episode, an iconic guest episode on the John Larroquette show. Now, playing themselves, playing themselves, and also kind of playing off of the shtick of their characters from the Golden Girls. It's kind of a weird, like it's definitely a fever dream in a lot of ways. It really, it really kind of is. But it, um, it, it's, it's so insane that. They were able to like get these get the three of them together to play off themselves, play off their their stereotypes. Like it's impossible to find on the internet, though. Like I we I found a clip that I texted to the GG VIP group, which is like us and then Alaska and Elliot, and that clip is gone. That it had the whole episode, and that episode is gone. It was wiped from the internet. So now it's like we found like a random clip that had most of the episode, but not all of the episode. Also. It, it didn't have all of the episode, but did you also notice like two times during the video, yeah. it had like 
it looked almost like an in memoriam, but it was like title cards with the actors' names and their yes. birthdays, and if they're still active in the industry, it was very weird. It made it, it. It proves my point that I say often to to Michael when we're watching YouTube, like at night. Some people should not be allowed to make videos. I mean, I'm I I just don't think everyone should be have the freedom to do that. But regardless. It's out there. It's just very difficult to find. So I apologize if you struggle to find this episode. We're going to recap it in the best way we can. I know the episode very well. Carrie knows most of the episode. So, like, we're going to be able to recap it for you. And it is it is a Golden Girls dream in a lot of ways. The only thing missing is, of course, B. Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was thinking, I was like, I wonder why B. Arthur didn't want to do it. But then I'm like, you know what? If she had put that chapter behind her after she mm-hmm. agreed to do the two episodes of the Golden Palace and she was sort of because remember, this is three years after yeah. the Golden Palace ended. So, you know, three years for those women. I mean, that's a that's a bit of time. That's that's a bit of time to have gone by, yeah. um, you know, before a reunion goes to show the Golden Girls was still culturally relevant because mm-hmm. I found I actually found um, like a promo for this episode of the John Larroquette show. And that was it was the whole promo. Super excited. It's going to be a Golden Girls reunion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like probably B. Arthur had just at that point really closed that chapter in her life. I'd it, be curious to know if she did any kind of Golden Girls reunion things, even like well, live. Anything. She did. She did. So Betty White and uh, Rue McClanahan and her teamed up for, of course, the TV Land Awards, which had come a few years later. And then also for um, uh, one of the DVD releases, they did a whole press mm-hmm. event. So it wasn't yeah. like an f- official reunion, but they got back together, of course. Right, um, right. But... What is so wild about this and this era of NBC television is the Miami years of NBC sitcoms had kind of come to an end. Empty Nest had gone off the air. Nurses had gone off the air. Golden Girls, of course, had gone off the air. And so that that block of television was kind of gone. So for the Golden Girls reunion to even exist on another NBC show, it had to be on a show that was popular on the network at the time. And... John Larroquette was in its last year, so it wasn't, like, crazy popular. But it was based, I believe, in Chicago at a bus station. Like, Yes. So for those who have never seen it, which I vaguely remember it from, like, my teen years, um, I'm just going to read the IMDb description. The John Larroquette Show is a television sitcom about a recovering alcoholic who becomes the manager of a big city bus station. The yeah. tragic comic theme of the show is perhaps summed up best by an old carnival sign that now hangs in his office, which reads, this is a dark ride. I mean, now, it's perfect for John Larroquette because j- just a little history on John Larroquette. John Larroquette was famous for, he was a great, he is a great actor, very accomplished. He's won five Emmys in over his time on in television. And four of them were for the show Night Court, which was in the 80s mm-hmm. and was a huge, huge hit. I mean, it almost yeah, had 200 it's being episodes. Yeah, rebooted right now. Yeah, yeah, which is sad because I think, Two of the cast members, primary cast members, have died. I mean, the the I think Marky Post passed away. Yeah, she? yeah. She oh, did, like, and then was. John. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, yes, John. So, why am I blanking? Anyway. Not- yeah. So okay. I mean, it's going to be an interesting reboot, but um, that so John Larroquette was an interesting character because his character Harry on- Anderson. Sorry, yes, Harry Anderson. Yeah. And his character on Night Court was sort of a curmudgeon, very much in the B. Arthur level of sort of like dark humor kind of like you know curmudgeon type character and so it this show fit i will say this show the john larroquette show is an example of something that pisses me off when shows are named after celebrities now john larroquette is not an easy name to either spell he did not, or pronounce sorry go ahead Oh, go ahead. He no. did not want this. It had another title I was reading, um, but he was so popular that they changed it to the John Larroquette show. And he actually didn't. He wasn't a fan of that. I think it does a disservice when the character isn't like I want the character then to be John Larroquette. You know yeah, what I mean? He's not playing himself. He's playing no. a writer named John Hemingway, which yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know if that. OK, so. The, the thing about this show that was really interesting to me, it's got this like, um, does he have the internal monologue in every episode or was that just this episode? I don't believe so. I think it was just this episode because it's this episode, which we'll get into, but this episode uh, as just sort of a to give you an understanding of the concept of it was based on the 1950 film 
uh, Sunset Boulevard, which is the famous Billy Wilder film, which starred Gloria Swanson as Norman Desmond. You know the line from it. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. But then also... Oh, that makes yeah, sense. William Holden, who in the film... It, it, it's an incredible film. I really encourage you to watch it, especially if you're a homosexual, because it is canon. It is like one of those films. Norma Desmond, which my father always said we were related to Gloria Swanson. I don't believe it, but there's rumor that I'm related to Gloria Swanson in some capacity. Anyway... um, but in the film, the William Holden's character narrates throughout the film sort of like in, in a similar way that John Larroquette did in this episode. Okay, because, I, again, I haven't seen the John Larroquette show for a long time. I do remember there was an episode about panda sperm. That's the only thing I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> but I watched this episode, and it's got this very, like, noir kind of detective feel. And he's got this, like, inner monologue, like the voiceover is playing. And I was like, oh, cool. The show was like early Fleabag. But no, no. it's just this one episode. No. Um, so uh, a few fun facts about the John Larroquette show. It was created by Don Rio, who also created Blossom. Hmm. Um, Don Rio also wrote the Golden Girls season five episode, Comedy of Errors, where Dorothy oh. does stand up. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's a good connection. Don Rio wrote that episode. So this this show has a lot of Golden Girls, like, a fish VIPs on it. It was EP'd by Paul Witt and Tony Thomas. Yeah. You know, Tony Thomas and Paul Witt. They created yeah. the Golden Girls with along with the EP to Susan Harris. Jim Vallely uh, was a writer on it. Mitchell Hurwitz was a writer on it. Both Golden Girls writers. So you can sort of see... You know, of course, they were able to get a Golden Girls reunion. Like this show yeah. is brimming with uh, golden talent. So it, it, um, it, it's such. I mean, I I really hope that they do a streaming like a streaming service picks up the John Larroquette show. I don't think it'll have a massive audience, but if for this episode alone, this episode needs this episode's kind of like that lost episode of Sesame Street with the Wicked Witch of the West. Do you remember that? There's what? a whole yeah. There's a whole sort of like like Reddit true crime conspiracy theory that the ep- there's an episode of Sesame Street that exists with the actress who played the Wicked Witch of the West. I'm blanking on her name now. And it was so terrifying for children that they have never aired it or made it available ever again. Wow. Yeah. So I, 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 I hope that maybe this episode doesn't become that, but I want this episode to be available somewhere on a streaming service because it is... It gives you everything that a Golden Girls fan wants, with the exception of the absence of B. Arthur. But it is so campy, and it kind of plays on this weird obsession that we have with the characters on the Golden Girls, but also the actresses themselves. And Mm -hmm. this sort of dance between the characters and the juxtaposition between those characters. It's... So good. And I will say on the John Larroquette show, one of my favorite actresses in any in television in general, Liz Torres. Liz Torres is such a funny actress. She was on the Gilmore Girls. She was the dance instructor on the Gilmore Girls. She's done a bunch of stuff. She is so funny. She's the original Sofia Vergara. She is just like she's just a spitfire. And she does play the Blanche character in this episode. And it's 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 genius because it's a perfect casting. It was, yeah, it was, it was really fun to watch them. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, but before, before we do, we should say if anybody is looking for this episode on the internet, uh, the John Larroquette show, it's called here we go again, season three, episode 17. Um, it aired March 12th, 1996. You guys know, I like my air dates. Uh, and then I think maybe we should just take a quick break and then just kind of dive right into the episode and all the golden girls. Goodness. Let's dive right in, baby. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? 
Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, so, you know, we're just going to kind of walk through all of the Golden Girls and Betty White parts of this episode. Betty White had a huge role for a guest oh, star. She's the catalyst. That, she's the catalyst of the yeah, story. Yeah. She is in not every scene, but almost every scene, which again, for a guest star, that never happens. But this and is Betty Betty White. Betty White's episode. And if you're going off sort of the comparison to Sunset Boulevard, she's playing the the Norma Desmond character she's she's sort of the celebrity in town who's the norman desmond type character which is and there's a lot of if you know the film and you see betty white do some of the norma desmond things it's so it's just it just gets you so excited maybe you can point those out i am now realizing how many things i probably missed because i'm not familiar with that movie um i know i know i went to film school i'm bad i know there are so many movies where it's a great film i haven't seen them i highly encourage you to watch it it's it's i mean i own it it's like one of those films that i watch probably three times a year it's so good okay well for those who haven't seen it i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to walk everybody through what we'll call like the dum-dum version. Cause that's how I feel right now. Okay. So um, I guess on the John Larroquette show, he's an aspiring writer. Um, and so he is supposed to interview Betty White, who is um, in town uh, promoting a book. She's in town promoting a book, except um, his coworker wrote the name down wrong. And he thought he was meeting somebody named Fetty White. And so he was so <laughs> confused as to who Fetty White was. Um, that happened so, to me recently when I, I interviewed Betty, I interviewed Bette Midler and this is, that's actual, that is a brag. I will flex that right now, Yes, but please flex. When, when I got on the call, it was only audio at first and I only, I just heard a voice talking to me and I didn't know it was Bette Midler. So I was making small talk with who I thought was a PR person, but it turned out to be Bette Midler. That's really funny. You were like waiting for Bette. Yes. Yes. That's really funny. At what point did you know it was Bette Midler? Well, as soon as she said, I'm Bette Midler. Oh. Because <laughs> you were like, so is Bette going to be on soon? Yeah. Or Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. We, laughed. Right. We'll we talk- laughed and laughed. That's good. Did you tell her she looks like my mom? No, I did not tell her that. Although I'll I send did, you a side by side. I did confirm, which I feel like I've told this story on Out on the Lanai before. I know I have years ago. It has to have been years ago because it happened when we were recording the original episodes of Out on the Lanai. I was at Colleen's house and I saw this green Prius drive up the street. And it was the color. It was I've never seen a Prius in this color before. It was the most beautiful, almost like a mint type light green color. And... It was Bette Midler with her phone out of her out of the car window looking for directions. And I was like, oh, my God, you're Bette Midler. And she just kind of drove off, you know, probably terrified. And I knew it was Bette Midler all along. I knew it was. But I had never been able to fully 100% confirm it. So I asked her, I was like, do you have a green car? And she's like, oh, yes, it's the most it's the most popular car with valets. No one has this color. My husband gave it to me for my birthday, which I, I love that I have that confirmation. You confirmed in my life. confirmation. Yeah. I love it. We are eight seconds into recapping. <laughs> you took us off the rails. For those who were, for those who were afraid that this wasn't going to feel like a classic out on the Lanai episode, there you go, everyone. There you go. <laughs> so um, John Larroquette, who he's he's B. Arthur. He's very tall and he has silver hair. Um, he uh, shows up. And um, first of all, like for him, he really wants to impress Betty White because he works at a bus station. He wants out. Yeah. Betty White has a lot of connections. He wants to get a book contract out of all this. Um, so, but he shows up and he, you know, he's ready to give her an interview and, uh, she's like not into it at all. Can we talk about what Betty White is wearing in this first scene? The most gorgeous, like canary yellow. It feels like a Blanche outfit, like a long flowy top and kind of a short pencil skirt. Betty White is kind of a Blanche in the Betty White character that Betty White played in this episode and, I will say sometimes in real life. This was very much the Betty White humor uh, sort of personality that mm-hmm. she adopted over the years, especially in her later years, um, where she was kind of a Blanche. She was kind of a Sue Ann Niven. She was kind of a flirt. And you can see it with 
John Larroquette. She likes oh, it. He's this tall man. Yes. Yeah. She, yeah, she's very, she's very sexual in this episode and very confident, which was funny. And um, yeah, she, he, you can also tell she either had some input and said like, it was very important for her that she be, you know, also be an animal lover that that mm-hmm. sort of shine through um, either that, or they just, the writers, nobody wipes I, so well. And no, like, we're just going to write that. That became in the mid nineties because I remember this from a show that she was doing at the time um, that I just I just looked up the title for maybe this time with with Marie Osmond it was sort of a TGIF ABC show and I remember as a kid realizing because she did animal specials and everything I think it was just mm-hmm. a part of if you're gonna talk about Betty White you're gonna talk about animals you like, have to it yeah. was it was one and the same. There was a really great so he so Betty Betty White was like I don't you're not you're not gonna interview me dude. And he's like, oh, man. And so he's like, all right, he's going to try something. So he's like, all right, well, I better get home to my animals. And she's like, animals? What kind of animals? He's like, you know, dogs, cats, rabbits, anything that licks itself. And she's like, I love animals, too. And he's like, I didn't know that about you. And then there's a sign that says meet animal lover Betty White right behind them. Yeah. Um, So she's clearly smitten by him. She invites him back to her hotel room, which is like a gorgeous, gorgeous, you know, it's the penthouse. It's the suite yeah um and she has all of her awards clustered together on the coffee table that, of I course she's so funny why is she traveling with her awards i love it she she play, like i like that she sort of plays up this sort of vain celebrity yeah. aspect you know like yeah he says to her at one point like it's really funny that I mean, it's, you know, in 1996, he's like, you know, isn't it crazy that we give all the awards, all the money to celebrities when, you know, we should be giving it to teachers, doctors, you know, people who are actually like doing real meaningful work and helping Mm -hmm. humanity. And he just looks at her and she's got this look on her face and he's like, I mean, but hey, look at all these awards. Yeah. So she's really playing up the sort of vain celebrity bit. Yeah. Um, Which that also speaks to the film and Norma Desmond because she was completely delusional in another world like she was not in reality at all thank you keep this running commentary going because the people who have seen sunset boulevard will be very excited she's very sexual with him which i really like um she mentions that she's been working on a play for a while Mm -hmm. and since you know he's a writer she'd love to know his thoughts yeah and um you know she's like i do so much tv i'd like to see i'd like people to see that i have other talents too and he picks up her writing and it's golden girls the musical which i mean is so there there's there of course there are so many drag queens who do the golden girls but the golden gays of new york they are specifically a golden girls musical sort of like review and they're fantastic and everyone should go follow them and look them up and i feel like if anyone is going to do this they should do the golden girls musical from the john larroquette show and it would be a deep cut that only mega mega super fans would fully get yeah absolutely um, oh, I have so many thoughts about a Golden Girls musical, but anyway, um, so <laughs> wait, what are your uh, thoughts? Now's the time to discuss no, the Golden Girls, I'm the musical. Saving it from my cheek. Okay. 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 So, so John pairs up, he decides that he's going to work on Betty White's Golden Girls, the musical. So he pairs up with his, uh, his coworker, Catherine. Wait, before we played- get in. Before we okay. get into that, sorry. Okay. So I think there was yes. something missing from the episode you watched. So the, that weird YouTube video that you watched. In this scene, I could be wrong on the placement, but in this scene, it's revealed that Estelle Getty actually is Betty White's maid. And, <laughs> and, and I, did, I did miss that. It was, and, not, it yeah. was not in my, and my, my she, scene. At the end of this scene, um, I believe it's at this scene or maybe another time we go to the apartment, whatever it is. But it's revealed that Estelle Getty... It's she's now she's not doing Sophia anymore. So she now works as Betty's sort of assistant slash maid. And her character is supposed to be based off the butler in Sunset Boulevard, who was this creepy, bald headed guy, also got an Oscar nomination for his performance, but who was like kind of like always in the shadows watching watching Norma Desmond, which is what Estelle Getty does, but in the way Estelle Getty would, which she's kind of playing Sophia Petrillo as Estelle Getty. It's strange. It, this makes so much more sense now. Okay, yeah. so I missed I missed that. You know, I didn't even see that scene. So that's good to know that they set that up there, that she's her maid. No. Um, so 
he pairs up with his coworker Catherine, um, who's played by an actor named Allison LaPlaca. You Friends fans will know her. She played Rachel's boss, Joanna, at, um, I think it was the, her Bloomingdale's job or the one mm. after Bloomingdale's, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, set uh, up with Chandler, right? He gets, goes on a date with Chandler and they realize yes, and, and then and he, he can't he break up with her. himself. Yes. And yeah. she gets like hit by a bus. It's not at Bloomingdale's. Where did she work after that? Ralph Lauren. It's when she works oh. at Ralph Lauren. Anyway, so he's going to work on the story. She's going to do the music and, uh, and it's going to be great. Um, he's so into doing this musical, but then we find out that the reason why Betty's basically leading him on, I'm assuming this has to do with sunset Boulevard. She doesn't actually care about him or the musical or whatever she had. We learned that she has other plans and we cut back to her hotel room. This is where I thought we introduced Estelle Getty, but she's sitting with Estelle Getty. Yeah. No, I, I don't no, know. No, you're Maybe. right. No, they would have introduced her before. No, you're right. That was Estelle Getty was introduced in the last scene, and it goes back to Estelle in this scene. Yeah. So um, she's sitting with Estelle Getty. They're playing cards, and Estelle's like, so you really think John's the one to make this play work, huh? And Betty's like, no, he's going to be the next Mr. Betty White. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Like, those are her plans, which, which is, you know, of which is a, nor, Which is what Norma Desmond did in the film, where she kind of... And I mean, the film famously opens up with with William Holden dead in the pool. And so, you know, that like something suspicious oh. is happening. So and, at the beginning of the John Larroquette show, he was in a little floaty. Yes. It looked like he was dead in a pool as well. Yes. I really need to see this movie. I was like, <laughs> but honestly, because I haven't. I really did. I was like, wow, the John Larry Kett show, like I said, I was like, it was Fleabag before Fleabag, but now you're just no, telling me it's because no, no. it was literally a Sunset Boulevard just, was oh. Fleabag before Fleabag. <laughs> oh my God. I feel so stupid. Yeah. So yeah. Um, one thing is like, you know, I, I love that Betty's playing this character. We do know, of course, she never remarried after yeah. her husband, Alan, passed away. He was the love of her life. Which I was um, so hoping because Gloria Swanson in her later days after Sunset Boulevard, when she kind of stopped acting full time, she was huge on the game show circuit. She would do, and talk shows, she would do everything. And she was big on match game and she was big on all the things. So I was so hoping that Betty White, because Betty White, of course, was massive in game shows, as was her husband. I was hoping that maybe Gloria had done Password or maybe they had done something together, but they never did to, to what I could find. Oh, I like that you tried to go down that rabbit hole, though. Um, It was really fun and a little wild to see Estelle Getty as herself with Betty White in the scope of a a multicam sitcom. Yeah, because like even on the Golden Girls, when Estelle played young Sophia, the only girl she'd be in a scene with would be B. Arthur. And if B. B. Arthur was in the scene, she was in like older woman makeup because she was playing Mm -hmm. Sophia's mother. Um, so it was just, it was really fun because I know we've seen photos and they're at awards shows and you see Estelle looking the way Estelle looked at the time, but just like on a TV set with Betty White, it was just really wild to see them together like that. Um, so meanwhile, Catherine, um, has been working on song lyrics for the musical. She starts playing the piano and she sings, and this is a, this is, uh, her, her lyrics for one of the golden girls musical songs. Um, it's, she sings, I'm not going to sing it. We're golden girls, not literally golden or girls. We are women who are old. (laughs) (laughs) And the moment of her playing on a piano and singing these lyrics to John Larroquette to show him, it just reminded me of Dorothy and Rose. Miami is nice pairing up together. Like I'm showing you at the piano. Um, and, and again, like in, in Betty White comes in as she's singing and uh, Betty White goes, stop, I command you in the name of the ASPCA. And then she gets closer and she goes, oh, you were singing. Sorry, it sounded like someone was hurting a pet. Um, <laughs> and that just goes back to like, you know, Betty and yeah. the love of animals and all that yeah. stuff. Um, so Betty keeps inviting John Larroquette back to the hotel room to work on the play. And she keeps trying to woo him with golden presents. And I'm yeah. such an idiot that I, it wasn't until the very end of the episode that I went, Oh, golden, <laughs> golden. 
because she she brings him a gold pen yeah. and then gold lapels and then she brings him a gold framed photo with a picture of Betty White holding yeah. a gold bar which is and like that was really which funny. is I mean it's so absurd it's almost like curb your enthusiasm levels of absurdity where it when a when a celebrity so spoofs themselves you know in those episodes which we will get to the B Arthur episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm but when a celebrity spoofs themselves on Curb Your Enthusiasm that's what it kind of felt like in this one it was very, very fun. Um, and then she hands him a gold watch. And he's like, look, look, Betty, I'm so sorry. I can't be bought. And then he takes the watch and it, the watch has an inscription. And it says, I've been bought by Miss Betty White. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. Um, okay. So this is where, again, I'm, I'm missing part of yeah. this episode. But so there are auditions for the Golden Girls musical. Am yes. I right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So there are auditions. All I know about this scene, because it cut out, is that Betty is wearing her green sweatshirt yeah. with the plane and the clouds from the Golden Girls. Betty realizes that, if I remember correctly, because I also... I watched this episode a while ago when it was still available on YouTube. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, Betty, it originally she wasn't going to star in it. And then she realized she had to do it herself kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like nobody else can play yes. um, yeah. Rose Nyland. Although even even when she's playing Rose, she's she's playing a Betty version of Rose. It's so meta. So it's so meta. It's so great. We're going to play a bunch of clips. But first, when is Rue McClanahan um, so is, that's, it, is Rue that's McClanahan the interesting thing. introduced no. during the audition? Rue McClanahan comes in towards the end of the episode during the musical, which is like, I remember thinking like, oh, that's a disservice. Why wasn't Rue in more of this episode? Um, no, she has she, she, she has great she, lines, but she's not in a lot of the episode. Doesn't I thought she came in and this is only because again, the link you had sent me forever ago that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I thought I remembered um who's the woman that you love, who is the original Sofia Vergara? Uh oh, uh oh god, now I'm blanking. Liz Torres. Yes. So I thought she was auditioning for Blanche. She is. And then and then Rue McClanahan is there and she says something and it, and like but again, that's like that's like more than halfway through this episode. Like Rue is not Rue's towards the lighter chunk of the episode, but you're right. She does come in and there's sort of like a, I believe if, and it probably wasn't in the clip that I sent you, but um, where she kind of like says something that teaches where they basically realize they're the same person. You know what I mean? Like it. It's, it has that kind of moment. Okay. Yeah. I remember her coming in and like, yeah, I'm trying to remember, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like for Golden Girls fans, it's just like, it's a fun, it's like, oh, you get you with Betty White for a while, and that's fun. Oh, yeah. and now they've added to Getty, and that's fun. Oh, and now they add Rue McClanahan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they so, kind of yeah, did, I guess, I guess you're right. They kind of did add them in that way. They kind of staggered them throughout the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, it, I, I again, because I, I don't, like, I, the, the, the scenes don't exist, but somehow... Uh, on this little stage, it's a kitchen set. The musical yeah. goes up, and Betty White is playing Rose. Yeah, and um, John Larroquette is playing a very good B. Arthur. So good, so good, so good. It, his outfit is very like. It looks a little bit more like what Sophia was wearing when they did the Sunny and Share bit. So yes. it wasn't like. They they didn't really lean into the wardrobe as much as I wished they would have. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, Liz Torres is playing Blanche, mm-hmm. and then someone's playing Sophia. I didn't know who that was. It's another... It was the lady who played, um, I think, the security guard for the for Got the play. It. She was kind of like a. And I thought she, she kind was of a great Sophia. She was kind of the rose of the John Larroquette show in a lot of ways, if I remember correctly. Um. Okay. I feel like we should maybe play these clips. We're just going to yes. play. It's literally, we're going to break it up, but it's the whole golden girls musical. It's amazing. It's insane. Let's play the first clip. Where's that slut Blanche tonight? <laughs> Behind you. You can't all the sea monkey. <laughs> Honestly, can you believe the mouth on this woman? I guess we have to, because it's the only part of her that speaks. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm home on a Saturday night. I'm not used to this. I mean, it's nine o'clock and my plants are still up in the air. 
Yeah, usually by this time it's your legs. Hello, girls. Dorothy, do you take that back or I'll slap you? Yeah, you try and I'll have you on your back so fast you'll think you're on a date. <laughs> Are you saying that I'm a tramp? No, I'm singing it. <laughs> You're a tramp. You all crawl. Please don't fight. Dummy's right. Who are you calling dummy? See, she doesn't even know. I mean, isn't this just so enjoyable? Isn't it delightful? Doesn't it make it's, you feel good? Oh. Okay, couple things. One the whole like Dorothy you take that back I'll slap you try it and I'll have you on your back so fast you'll think you were on a date yeah. so I think those lines were legit ripped from yeah. episodes of the Golden Girls yeah um uh John Larroquette singing you're a tramp he actually sounded a lot like B. Arthur he is such if there ever I've seen B. Arthur in drag from from Jackie B to I mean the greats great people have done uh, B. Arthur in drag, um, Heklinka Hel- in, in, in San Francisco. But John Larroquette is perhaps the best B. Arthur I've ever seen. He's a good B. Arthur. He was good. Um, and also, uh, you obviously don't see it because if you're listening to this and you don't get to see the clip, um, there's a great moment where when the Sophia character is singing, Dorothy puts her hand over her mouth. Sorry, John Larroquette as Dorothy puts her hand, yeah. his hand over her mouth. And it was like such a perfect, you can tell that the people who were involved in the John Larroquette show they knew the know Golden Girls very, exactly. very, very, very well. Exactly. Which is why this episode is so perfect for Golden Girls fans. So perfect. Um, okay, I think we should just play the, the, the second clip of the musical. Yeah. Where as a child I play We had a saying That no one could say It went Yerkin, chirkin, frackin, Not too many said they get it, but they had to shower once you said it. Yergin, turgin, flergin, jergin, suvin, flavin, freakin, twergin, gurgin. I'm a lot of girls. I need a lot of men. So the any if you're going to have a Golden Girls musical, you need to have a song where Betty White is singing in all of her wild St. Olaf yes! words like the Jurgen Flurgen Jurgen Bjurgen like go Betty White for just leaning into that and being like, yeah, I'm going to learn more of these like weird crazy like nordic swedish songs or whatever and like and, and i'm gonna sing it and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do it because i'm and a pro the amount the amount of commitment that someone like betty white for a guest starring role to to commit to this level of engagement and mm-hmm. she's not even a series regular she has no stake in this show this is literally just a television event and betty white was like okay i'm gonna do it she was so game. Yeah. And then I love they cut to Rue and Rue's like, oh, God, I wonder what they're going to do next. Again, yeah. so wild to see Rue McClanahan and Estelle Getty sitting there. And Rue does not have her like Mae West accent. And Estelle yeah. Getty has her brown hair looking yeah. young. It was yeah. so wild. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, before we get to this third clip, I realized as I was watching this, I had never heard the Golden Girls sing the theme song of the Golden Girls. Yeah. And in this clip, Betty White sings the theme song Ah! from the Golden Girls. I about lost my GD mind, H. Allen. I I shrieked when Betty White. Isn't it? I mean, when I. When I first watched this episode, when I rediscovered it a couple of weeks ago, when I first sent it to the group, at this moment, I was like, why hasn't, why hasn't, why don't more people talk about this? 
why is this not communicated more? This is a moment in history that has never happened before. Like, oh my God. It was, oh, I think we just got to oh, play girls, it. you're absolutely right. I can't run my own circus. <laughs> you mean you don't know how? No, I mean, I'd have to leave you guys. Oh gosh, I wonder what they're gonna do next. <laughs> Goose bumps beyond. I have everything is up on me. It's just that's not a joke. It is so wild. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just one of it would be like if the cast of Friends decided to randomly come on on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It literally, it would, it just like it would be, it's that kind of level of like absurdity that this episode gives you. And you're like, it's so absurd that it's. Everything I ever needed in a Golden Girls reunion. I was, I will say, when I knew that they were going to be showing scenes of a Golden Girls musical, I was a little worried. Yeah. But the the songs, the references, it was, you know, I I I really I enjoyed it. I I loved yeah. the Saint Olaf song. I thought that it's was almost amazing. like it's almost like this is fan fiction of the Golden Girls. Yeah. If, it feels like fan fiction. It does feel like fan fiction, doesn't it? But in the best of ways. It was so great. So um, after the show, I think I'm again. I missed some stuff. I guess Betty White at one point locks Catherine in a closet. I yes. don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, because you know, I think six- she's she's trying to keep him her from John. I think or so. I forget. Yeah, I forget the she's setup. Threatened yeah. by her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So after the show, they're like, we got a hit on our hands. Yeah. And Betty, you know, and Betty's like, no, no, you know, the hit is you and me. We're great together. And she's yeah. kind of searching inside her shirt. She's like, oh, I can't believe I don't have any, any more gold on me. Um. And he, John lets her down gently. Yeah. And she, you know, basically being like, I'm so sorry. I'm not interested in you. And she's like, that's okay. Like she puts on a brave face. She's like, that's okay. Betty White can handle it. Betty White is a pro. Yeah. And then he kind of touches her shoulder and she goes like, Ooh, the yeah. way on the golden palace when Winnie the Pooh is sexy. And she's <laughs> like, oh, Ooh, Winnie. Ooh. Yeah. It was Winnie, right? Winnie, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. yeah. Winnie the Pooh. She thought yeah. Winnie was sexy. I was like, wait, was it Ernie of Burton? No. Ernie? No, it was it's Winnie. Winnie. It's Winnie. Um, yeah, and that was yeah, and then uh, and then she, there's a there, well, the so, ending. You want to talk about the ending? The ending is actually very important to Sunset Boulevard. So she has. I, I, I know this now. I was so yes. confused. She has the thing where she puts on the coat and she goes down the stairs or up the stairs, and then they, be, Bl- Rue McClanahan says something to her. Do you remember what Rue McClanahan says to her to bring her back oh, down the stairs? It was, it was something about how because earlier when. Betty White is in John Larroquette's when he's in her hotel room. She talks about how she's so excited every time she's in like the little box in the yeah. um in the TV Guide magazine or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says something about like TV Guide is here to see you, Betty, or something. Yes, yes. And so she turns around, she puts on this coat. She comes golden. down. Golden. It's a golden coat. Yeah. Yep. She comes down the steps because TV Guide is here. And it's very indicative of of uh, Gloria Swanson as Norma Desmond coming down the steps and all of the people, they're, they're recreating her classic film or something. And she comes down these steps and she says she's giving it for the people in the little box. And she like, and she's, and, oh. and, and uh, Gloria Swanson is looking directly in the camera and being like, I must give it to the people in the box. And even her hand comes out and it's like this whole moment of like, ah! and then, she says to the director, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. And she's doing it for, like, the fans. Yeah. And so this scene is indicative of that moment, sort of, in 
Sunset Boulevard. I do know I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. It's funny because I now realize there's a there's literally a scene where one of John Larroquette's co-workers says, this sounds a lot like the movie Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> but because Betty White wasn't in the scene, I was like probably on Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, and only half listening. Um, but yeah, that makes way more sense. And yeah, um, and, I mean, it's, it's, and yeah, and that's basically the episode. It is... It is so much fun. I have it is one of the most enjoyable episodes of random television, I think, and I think it is the perfect episode of television to do for Beyond the Golden Girls because it is it's such a jumping off point to who these women were after the Golden Girls and sort of where their their careers went in a lot of different ways and and I mean unfortunately it was sort of the start of the end of Estelle Getty's career and it was the start of a very new career for Betty White, a very different career because she was shifting into playing more grandmas. Even though she was a grandma in the Golden Girls, she didn't. She wasn't really a grandma. And in her later years, she became sort of the matriarch of family television in a lot of ways, and she would be doing a lot of things and hot in Cleveland, et cetera, et cetera. And Rue McClanahan would continue to play even when she was a senior citizen, the sex pot, the sort of the sort of like lusty lady, or she sometimes would play the church lady, but she was always she always had a bit of lust to her. There was always a twist to her character. And they were defining their post Golden Girls selves, identities in a lot of ways. And this episode I think is such a nice little nugget of like where things were going to go with these women. It's it is a fun I feel like this was a really great first episode for beyond the golden girls because it eases us into it right Mm -hmm. we've just come off the golden palace yeah we're not we're not ready to to talk about the women separately so i feel like this is us dipping our toe in the water Mm -hmm. and then you know but but we're diving in next next time everybody because next time it's going to be a focus on just one of the women and we just have to say bear with us yeah. We're all in this together. Let yeah. us love these women and continue to love them post Golden Girls. Uh, and also, let us know, like, if there's something you're dying for us in the post Beyond Golden Girls world to cover that we need to cover ASAP. We want to hear from you. Leave, like, when we post this episode on Instagram, leave a comment or DM us, but leave a comment so everyone can see it and everyone can and chime in on whether that's a great, like, you know. Uh, Betty White on The Naked Truth, which I didn't even know she was on, which is one of my favorite shows, Taya Leone, what made Taya Leone sort of like famous early in the day. And like, I love that. I love that. And it's like, I want people to chime in and sort of say what they really want us to, what beyond Golden Girls moments they want us to cover. Yeah, because you and I have not talked about which one we're doing next. No, so you which can is kind truly of exciting. influence us. It's kind of exciting. It is exciting. We have a lot of IMDb to 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 do to do some more to more 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 research and lists. But then also too, we are going to be doing the the golden topics and have guests on and stuff. So we have some great special guests coming up very very soon, which I can't wait for you guys yes. to hear. But then also like. If there's any guests or any topics that you really want us to cover that you think are important for us to cover for the Golden Girls, let us know. We are so game to do that. Should we take a break and then do our Golden Takeaways? Yes, we should. Okay, we are back with our golden takeaways, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what is your GT from this episode? Well, I think I set it up a little earlier. It's about a Golden Girls musical. I just want to say if you and I ever write a Golden Girls musical, which I'm not opposed to, certainly not. (laughs) um, I just wrote down a couple ideas I had for song titles. Oh, okay. Um. So I'm going to save my favorite for last. Um, so I think Sophia would kind of have like an uppity song called um, Sitting on a Phone Book Waiting for My Light to Change. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Dorothy would have a, a, these are all solos. There, of course, would be full company numbers. Yeah. Dorothy would have a solo. Hers would be called Get Your Borny Off of Me. And it's, of course, <laughs> in a very like sexually tense scene between her and Stan. 
Um, Rose would have a very lovely ballad. It would be so beautiful, so serious, dramatic lighting called Herring, Herring, Oh, Sweet Herring. Yeah. Yeah. And then Blanche would have a piano bar. Everybody's up on their feet, dancing and clapping. And it would be called the Rusty Anka Spanka and (laughs) featuring Santa Claus from the mall. And he would, she'd run out with the beard on and he would catch me, catch me, catch me. Yeah, she'd scream that in the middle of the song and she'd spank them. So anyway, those are just sort of the off the top of my head ideas about songs maybe that we can write someday for our Golden Girls musical. Oh, I love that. I love that. What's your takeaway? My golden takeaway from this episode is I, as I watched it the first time and this time and now as we talk about it, I am imagining in my in my brain, the front part of my brain, I'm imagining B. Arthur standing there in her ranch-style house barefoot <laughs> with a, a, a bottle or a glass of sort of vodka on the rocks. And she probably watched this episode and said, boy, am I glad I said no to that. <laughs> you know, like I have a feeling B. Arthur would not, even though it was musical theater, I have a feeling she probably would have been like, ah, I'm going to pass on this one. <laughs> But then as she's like slowly padding down the hall, like to her bedroom barefoot, she'd turn around and she'd go, that John Larroquette sure can sing, though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, everyone. Thank you so, so much for listening to our very first installment of Beyond the Golden Girls. We hope you all really like it because this oh. is what we're doing now. <laughs> I think they will because this if I was if I was listening to this at home, I would be so excited about the possibility because we don't know where we're going. So the possibility of we could go in so many different, amazing, fun directions. I mean, it's just the, the endless prospects. So I'm I'm particularly very excited for us and for the listeners. You guys, we are a part of Hoo-ha-ha, which of course, Hoo-ha-ha, you should go check out some of the podcasts they're doing on Hoo-ha-ha, because it's really fun, and they're doing some great work. Also, you can find us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, out on the Lanai official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook, and I am H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything. And I'm Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if y'all have a moment and you want to rate and review this podcast, wherever you get podcasts, we'd really appreciate the kind golden words. And remember, as always, as always, stay golden. Stay golden.